I got another question for you. So can you describe what a gardener should look for when buying soil for their home-based garden projects? And I guess that's kind of based upon what kind of garden you're going to have, whether it's raised beds or containers or whatever the yeah, case may be. Yeah, or if you're following the same linkage to the houseplants. And so I think that's a good question, too, because they have so so many types of soils at the stores and online and at garden centers and things of that nature. So really understanding what's, what the the terms that they're using to describe what type of soil it is is important. And so really what those different soils is basically telling you is the quote unquote texture of the soil and texture is a physical property of the soil. And it basically tells you how water will move through that soil. That's, that's the end of the day, bottom line up front is how water is going to move through. So if you have a really dense soil, which has a lot of clay-like features in it, it's going to hold water, right? And so you you got to know what type of plants you're growing because not all plants are water-loving. So if they don't like water, you don't want a really dense soil. Mostly when they sell like what they call potting mix or potting soil, that's usually a manufactured grow media. I don't necessarily call it soil. It's something that they've created to mimic a loam soil. And so a loam soil has a balanced amount of sand, silt, and clay in there so that plants' roots can get through, water can get through, air can get through. And that's kind of like one of the, the best types of textures for most plants. And not all plants like loams, like rice, you know, rice, they love patty. So they like that dense clay type soil where you can have, you know, water ponding all the time. Whereas some plants, as we just said, cacti, they don't like a lot of water. So they would want a more uh, sandy soil because water moves through sand, you know, very quickly. It's not going to hold it. So you want to think about that. And then you also want to read the labels on what did they use to develop that soil and I don't want to say create and I'm being I'm using develop very loosely because soil could be compost it could be peat moss it could be um, garden soil it could be what else Papa Orin um, coconut coconut core some kind of bark uh, all kind of stuff in there and so you 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 have to read it to see especially when you get topsoil because topsoil is usually some soil that they've taken from some other place where they've taken the top layer, which is the most fertile layer of soil from some place probably where they're developing it for either residential or commercial. And then they're putting it in a bag and selling it to you. So you want to know, you know, what that, what was the land use there? Cause you, you know, as we're going to get into testing, I'm sure you're going to ask me that Bob Warren, cause you always do. So you want to know like what was happening where that soil was taken from. So you can have an idea of, what may be there. Um, and then for like garden soil, I, I don't necessarily purchase garden soil, Bob or I don't know how you feel about garden soil. I don't necessarily get it. I, I do a mix just depends on, you know, what I'm trying to grow. And you also want to make sure that if you are doing mixes that you balance out the nutrients, because if you have something that's really rich in nutrients and then you put something else that's really rich in nutrients, it can cause some toxicity. So you just want to make sure you're thinking about those ratios as well. And I don't want to try to make it as compli- too complicated, but those are certain things that you have to think about as you're consuming things as well too, right? So you don't want to overdo the nutrient intake. You want to make sure that you have just enough for that for you and just enough for those plants that you're trying to grow. And I'll take a deep breath there and let you add something yeah. more. Yeah. No, and and um either later in the month or in March we will actually give you some formulas if you want to mix your own soil. 
um, topsoil is a uh, important component of that. But you, particularly if you're going to do containers, that's why we say if you're going to go purchase something, uh, either you need to know the formula for mixing your potting soil, or you're going to buy potting soil. But also some of the stuff that um, Dr. Keeler talked about in terms of water, how it flows through. When you're dealing with containers, um, what happens is you need to water them frequently so the nutrients get washed out, if you will. Um, so that means more um, uh, opportunities to feed your plants. Again, we'll talk more about that in subsequent episodes, but know that you're going to have to maintain um, that uh, nutrient balance for whatever it is you're growing. Um, and again, we'll talk about uh, st- strategies around the safest things to use uh, to fertilize your plants and, and, and that sort of thing. Also, we will talk about um, what kind of soil you would use if you're going to do raised beds, what kind of soil you would use or potting soil, potting mix you would use for your containers. Um, and also that's a segue into um, our next question here. And that deals with those people who want to consider growing in-ground uh, at their house or in a community garden or whatever the case may be. May not be the smartest thing to do unless, of course, uh, what should people consider, Dr. Akila, in terms of doing ground-based uh, gardening, particular stuff you want to consume or eat? Yeah, I, we can't really call out names of soil. Um, but I would say, depending on where you are, I mean, we're, we're speaking about, you know, the urban setting, of course, and in Chicago where we have, you know, a lot of clay in our soil. So we have, a, you know, huge water holding capacity. So if you're trying to grow in ground, you definitely want to, you can all you can always do the soil surgo, which is S S U R G O, where you can map out your soil for whatever address that you have. So for your home, and that'll give you a whole bunch of scientific information, of course, and it'll also give you some information about the type of texture of your soil, so that you can know what you're working with, and then you can do some testing, which you should before, after, and during, and before is before you're thinking about planting anything during the growing. So if you're, you know, if you're outside gardening or inside, you know, during the growing process, you want to do some soil testing to see if the nutrients are still there. Then, of course, after if you are going to cultivate harvest, you want to do another testing so that you can see what do you have to prepare for for the next time around that you're going to do some more growing. So do you need to add certain things? Um, So there are lots of, quote unquote, additives, fertilizers that you could potentially add to soil. I would say, depending on what your morals and ethics are around that, you want to make sure you're reading labels. If you believe in an organic movement, definitely you know read about that. Um, there are uh, lots of other ways to do things. You can do you know the biostimulants. You could do that. You can do verma um, verma composting. You can do your own composting, which is not as hard as we think. You know to add nutrients to that. So these are things that you already have on hand, and so you don't even have to go out and purchase anything. Um, go ahead, Papa. What a, what about um, being in Chicago and the whole um, consideration we had to give to soil contaminants, particularly heavy metals? 
So that's a whole nother level it of is. testing, right? Yes. For and I, when I was saying the testing before, after, and during, before, during, and after, I, w- I was yeah. meaning the soil nutrient test. And you can, yeah, you can purchase, right. and I'll get to what you're saying, Papa Orange, shortly. You can purchase it, these tests at the, at, probably at your garden center, or you can, you know, go online if you like. But they are basically soil, they'll test the soil pH, the soil nitrogen, the phosphorus and potassium content. And the NPK is basically what it is. Those are the scientific symbols for those elements. And those are the macronutrients that are needed. And, you know, of course, just like us, we, we need my, macro and micronutrients. And so does the soil and the plants and all of the organisms that live in the soil. And so testing for that will allow you to figure out, do you need to add something? Because you may not need to. Some people have some really fertile soil in their backyards, especially if you haven't, uh, if you haven't been doing anything. If you haven't been growing anything that's, quote, unquote, stripping the nutrients out of the soil, you may already have something good. So that's why I say go ahead and test first. And also living in Chicago, especially in industrial areas of Chicago, you definitely want to do more of a toxicity tests, which you a lot of universities that have ag as ag as an agricultural programs, they may have free testing. There are testing labs in Chicago, and I will share the link with Bible Oren that you can go uh, look at it on your own. A lot of them are mail-in or you can drop off. It's just basically you get in a Ziploc bag, use some gloves if you don't know what's happening just to protect yourself, put a handful of soil in a baggie, make sure you label it very well on a date, you know, where did you get it from? So you'll know, you know, exactly where you, so you can recall all the details about that soil sample and you can choose what you want it tested for. So you may want to do your own homework, as I said, doing the Sergo mapping so that you can see the type of land use and land use just mean what was there before in a sense. So what was that land being used? So a lot of places that we live were probably commercial places before our houses were even built here. And who knows what was placed, you know, in the ground, in the soil, in our water systems during those times when we were manufacturing things. So you want to know that, especially before you are consuming anything. And at the same time, if you're just growing just for beautification and aesthetics, maybe it may not mean the same thing for you to get the thing soil tested. But if you do have children that you know will be out there playing, you may want to know that as well. Yeah, that's an important point, too, y'all, because uh, we know there's this mythology about children being lead poisoning because they ate paint chips, where the reality is a lot of times they uh, were exposed to lead because of playing outdoors and playing in the dirt. And uh, often in communities like uh, on the south and west side, you have buildings that were demolished and not done with care. Uh, So uh, all of that stuff contributes to uh, the uh, soil contamination issues that we face in a place like Chicago. 